0: Upon a time, there was a podcast. Some might say it was the coolest podcast of all time. They called it the writer's block. Testing one, two. Testing, testing. All right. Um, Who went first last time? No idea. I think you did because it was your dream. That makes sense. Good. Here we go, Carolyn smiled as her bare feet touched the warm plush carpet. She looked around and took in the loft. It was a lot bigger on the inside than she thought it would be. When they were coming up the long dirt driveway, the first thing that she had noticed wasn't the house. It was the lake that the house was situated on. But it was much bigger on the inside, was my point. She walked further into the house, uh, letting Adam in through the door behind her. And the person whose house it was, Brock. Wow, this is a wonderful place, Adam said. Brock put his keys on the counter. He looked a little uneasy for some reason. Quite the opposite of how he had been at the bar, where they had met him just an hour before. They had hit it off. Carolyn and Adam had come to Mexico for their honeymoon. They had just gotten married, and it had been rainy for most of the time. So they hadn't really been able to do any sightseeing and they hadn't really been able to hang out on the beach. So they were in one of the hotel bars when Brock walked in and he immediately came to their table and started cracking jokes. And suddenly the mood was lightened and take it. Mm. Brock had a, a very
1: Strange sense of humor, so his jokes were usually very off-colored. You know, the one about the girls in the fish market—that was a routine joke for old Brock, who had no apathy or no, or no sensibility at all. um And he was about to say the punchline for another joke when Adam looked up at him and said, "Why are you doing this? We're on our honeymoon. Come on, dude. Like, enough with the jokes. We're trying to have a good time." And Brock got a little uh, offended by this, but he threw his hands up and he said, you know what? You're right. I'll save the jokes. How about some champagne? To which they toasted their, mm, what's the word? Nuptials? Yes. That sounds very dirty. And they toasted. I don't know.
0: Is that your word?
1: (laughs) No, surprisingly (laughs) not. they toasted their nuptials.
0: (laughs) Take it. Ooh, that's nice, Brock said. He swirled the champagne around in his glass. And they looked out. They all looked out the window, observing the lake. Uh, someone on a motorboat drove by, and they had LED lights all around their boat flashing. And someone went, woohoo! Uh, Carolyn looked back, and Brock and Adam were looking at each other intently. Oh my, she said. What is in this champagne? She leaned back in her chair, chair and she felt... Good. I'll take it. <laughs>
1: um, I don't really know where this is going, but... Uh, all right. We gotta get back to the house. We gotta get... Are they still at the house? I don't remember. Yeah, they're at the house. Okay. They're looking out on the lake. Oh, okay, okay. There was something unusual about this house. Something... Mm, Carolyn couldn't quite put her finger on it. It was like a song... That didn't quite hit the right note, or a cup that had a very, very small hole in it. There's something wrong, but she could not get the hang of it. But all, all being said, it certainly was a great change from her heroin riddled district of Cleveland. She liked it. Mexico was kind of beautiful. There was something almost magical about watching the tide come and go and as you can imagine she didn't have a lot of waterfront property in cleveland and she tried not to think about the house which at times felt sort of eerie and distant and impossibly unloving if a a house could be loving at all
0: take it so i'm just going to fast forward things uh they all made love (laughs) well They realized they were madly in love with Brock, and Brock was madly in love with them. And about a week passed, and (laughs) Carolyn still couldn't get that eerie feeling out of her head. But she had come to relax a little bit. And the weather had cleared, almost like Brock had brought in the sunny days and other things. (laughs) And, um, yeah, all was good. Now, one day, Brock was at the store, at the fish market where fishermen go um, with Adam and she was just walking around with her feet on the plush rug and just exploring parts of the house she had never explored before. She walked to the stairs and she had headphones in. She was listening to um, uh, the great Gatsby on audible and she was just walking around. She ran her hand up the railing, remembering to lift her hand Um, just in time, because there was a piece of the railing that had broken somehow. She had never bothered to ask. It looked like something had fallen or been thrown against it. So it was like a broken piece of banister. And she raised her hand and then put her hand back over on the other side so she wouldn't cut herself. And when she got to the stairs, she realized that she had never bothered to go into the room at the end of the hall on her left. But now... She could see that the sun, because it was on the lakeside, um, was shining through the door underneath and creating a path of sunlight. She could see dust coming up from the floor. And she realized she had never been in the room, so she approached it. She paused her audible and she took her headphones off because she also thought she felt or heard a thump. She put her hand on the doorknob and slowly started to turn it when the door downstairs slammed. Hey, honey, we're home. We brought home um, Haddock. And she looked down at the bottom of the stairs and Brock and Adam were there with ha- Haddock, like holding the Haddock by the tail. Take it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is going on in this story? Um, A wide smile crossed... Carolyn's face as she looked at the two studly men holding the fish. (laughs) And she thought, oh, that sounds beautiful. A little bit of lemon zest. Haddock would go great. And they got to work in the kitchen. And as they were working, searing the fish, preparing the sides, coleslaw, rice, corn on the cob, she thought she caught a very unique scent a scent unlike anything that they'd been cooking in the kitchen and she said brock do you smell that with the fish tail hanging from his mouth he said oh sorry i not oh. smell what and he spit out the fish and everybody laughed because you know brock's a clown and she said i smell something i think it's coming from the vents and he puts his nose up to the vents and he says i don't smell anything." And he says, "Ah, I think you're just hallucinating. And Carolyn tries to smell the vents and thinks, oh, you know, maybe I was just smelling things. Maybe my mind was playing tricks on me. Maybe it was nothing at all. But for a very brief moment, she thought that she smelled death. She thought that she smelled a, a body or maybe it was just a mouse, a mouse that had died in the rafters. She tried not to think about it. She tried not to let it ruin her evening, and she had a lot of fun with the boys, you know, cutting up the fish and frying and joking as they do. And she tried to ignore it as the waves crashed against the shore outside the house. And with each rhythmic burst of the wave... The
0: lake. Ah, what did I say, (laughs) the ocean? No, you just said the waves, but I guess if a boat passed. Yeah, there's there's waves at a lake. The, The boat with the LED lights...
1: Yeah, and the, the boat circled back and caused some waves, some ripples, and they burst against the rocks, and she felt euphoric in a way that she'd never felt
0: before. Take it. Before I interrupted you, I had an idea. Uh, then she started to think of the smell again, which she could still smell. And it upset her, because she suddenly found herself thinking about when she was a little girl in a old house that her parents had moved into it was their sort of before house before their forever house, which ended up burning down anyway. Um but she remembered they had a pet rabbit named Peter. And one day Peter got out. And for a full week they could not find Peter. But one day um Carolyn smelled something. And she followed the scent out onto the front porch and under the porch and she found Peter the rabbit. And it looked as if a cat or something had gotten to it. But it was that same exact smell. And suddenly she felt very sick. And she... Nobody saw that. (laughs) It was just me. But uh, she got up and she ran for the bathroom and she started to vomit. (laughs) And next thing she knew, she woke up in the bed that Brock and Adam and her had been staying in. It was just her, though. And it was the middle of the night. Brock? Adam? She got up. The window was open, and there was a slight breeze coming in through a Mexican breeze <laughs> coming in through the window. And it rustled her silk dress. And she walked out to the hallway and yelled again, Brock, Adam. But still, there was nothing. And she looked at the end of the hallway where she definitely heard a thump this time. And she saw the door was slightly ajar. Brock? She heard a grunt. She started to move towards the door. Take it. Another
1: thump. Another grunt. The door squeaked as she opened it. And then she saw something. But she couldn't really tell because the room was dark. But it looked like someone. A man, perhaps. Pulling down. No, it couldn't be. Part of the wall? And then she screamed really loud. And she ran she ran back into the bedroom and she slammed the door and then brock and adam were banging on it what's wrong what's wrong what's wrong they said she said i don't know but i got this terrifying feeling that somebody was in here and and oh you're being silly brock said and then she opened the door letting them in but she thought she smelled something that same thing That same smell of death and she wanted nothing more than to escape, leave Mexico and go back to Cleveland, far, far away from this eerie house. Wait, so Adam was doing something with Brock, too? They were both in the house that came to her when she screamed for them. Oh, OK. I it doesn't necessarily mean they were doing it together. I missed something there, but OK. So they weren't in the room. No, they might have been one of the shadow people in the other room though.
0: Shadow people Uh, and not shadow shadow people. That's a throwback. (laughs) Um, Brock and Adam brought Carolyn down to the kitchen and Brock brewed her a hot cup of coffee. Her hands were shaking when she grabbed the mug and she couldn't get the image of the dead rabbit from her childhood out of her mind. Whose room was that? What do you mean? Brock said, not looking up from an iPad that he had pulled out. There was a picture of a couple, an old couple, in the picture frame next to the bed, uh, did I say Adam? I meant Brock. Brock suddenly looked up. Uh, family members. Oh, do they ever come down here anymore? No, they're not with me anymore. Um, Carolyn was confused for a second and then she realized what he was talking about. Oh, I'm so sorry, Brock. Suddenly she forgot about the rabbit and she just wanted to comfort Brock. She went over to Brock and sat on his lap and started kissing him on the lips. Adam looked up, giggity. (laughs) And so fast forward, they made more love for another week. (laughs) But over the course of that week, um, Carolyn found herself running to the bathroom with sickness even more. And it happened to be in the morning most often. And only once Brock and Adam had left the house and she started to make her way back to the bedroom, but they had come back in almost immediately. It was as if, as if Brock didn't want to leave her alone in the house anymore. Like he knew she knew something and all the lovemaking in the world couldn't make her forget. And that smell, the smell was stronger now. And even Adam was mentioning it every once in a while, but he had a bad nose. Anyway, this was well known until one night. Take it.
1: The smell had become so overwhelming and so pungent that she could no longer ignore it. Neither could Adam. But Brock was convinced that they were losing their minds. <laughs> um, so she said, I need to know what is going on in here. What is that smell? It's awful. We can't stay here a day longer if this smell is going to be here. We're going to have to pack up and go back to Cleveland now explain yourself, Brock. And Brock gripped the bridge of his nose and he said, I don't know what you're talking about. And in a in a fit, Carolyn rolled into the bedroom and started throwing her things in the suitcase. This is not the honeymoon that I set out for. I don't want any part of this. Something is going on in that room and I need to know what? She screamed at him. And he said, you want to know what's going on?
0: I'll tell you what's going on. Follow me, he said with a sinister look in his eyes. He seemed to be holding something, too, but he was keeping it behind his back. She was scared now. Adam was downstairs, peeing. He could hear it. I mean, she could hear it. And they made their way across the hall to the room, the floor creaking ominously. Um, Carolyn... <laughs> <laughs> and there was a cat somewhere in the building. Carolyn was ahead of him, but she kept glancing back and... They finally entered the room, the door creaking again, and that smell was just so goddamn strong. She almost passed out. She felt sick again, but she held it in. <sighs> well, you see, there's there's nothing to see in here. But he was smiling as he said this, and he brought something shiny out in front of him, and she realized it was a kitchen knife that he had been using earlier to chop up Haddock. They loved Haddock. What are you doing? She said. He made his way over to a closet that she hadn't noticed before because it was on the other side of the wall to the right as so you walked into the room. And he started to open the closet and almost immediately two bodies fell out. And even though their faces looked like they had started to rot, she could tell that they were the old couple from the picture. I thought she was... Well, he did say they were dead. She realized. And then all at once she realized what was going on. Brock, when did you buy this house? I never said I bought it, he said. And how long have you been here? Not as long as you have. Maybe a day or more. She swallowed hard. And she eyed the hallway. She could still hear um, Adam peeing downstairs. It was an incredibly long piss. And she could see Brock getting into position with his knife. Smiling, Almost like it was erotic for him. Had this been what it was all leading up to? Was this how he got his rocks off? And she immediately booked it. and He dove for her, but just missed. Only tearing a bit of her silk nightgown. Um, revealing a little bit more leg. She went and she uh, grabbed the banister and started going down the stairs and cut her hand on the cracked part. And she realized then that there must have been some sort of struggle before he had brought the bodies upstairs. She pulled her hand close, and she jumped to the last three or four steps. And then finally, she saw Adam come out of the bathroom, zipping his fly. What's the matter, babe? I don't know why he sounds like a surfer dude now. (laughs) And then he saw behind her uh, Brock coming with the knife. He almost jumped the whole stair set. He was maniacal now. His hair was all a mess. We have to get out of here, she said. Oh, my God. He... She ran for the kitchen and Adam froze. Brock lunged into him, lunging the knife into his gut, pushed him aside. Oh, Adam said, falling into the wall. Um, Carolyn went out to the patio, because there was a patio um, on the lakeside. And she looked around for something, anything. She grabbed a, a old rustic axe that was hanging on the wall. Something about uh, Norse gods or what not. And she turned around, but suddenly she found that Brock was not there. She put her hand behind her, feel for the door, and slowly backed out. And she realized she was trapped. The dirt driveway was so long, they were almost in the middle of nowhere. And then she heard a a motor. She turned and she saw, because the sun had been setting, so it was like dusk. Um, Is that the word I'm looking for? No, twilight. Yes. (laughs) Uh, And she turned around and she saw the man with the LED boat. Um, Yeah, with the LED lights on the boat. And she turned around and she started screaming, help, help. The man immediately noticed her because he wasn't actually that far away from the shore. And he started speeding his boat towards her. Take it.
1: Hmm. The man had gotten eerily. No, not eerily. The man had gotten very, very close to the shore when all of a sudden he stopped. And he killed the motor, the boat motor, and he started pointing and screaming, Run! 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 And Carolyn turned around to see Brock standing behind her with the knife. He was getting closer and closer, and she tried to run towards the shore, but the man had started the boat engine and started to turn away. <laughs> no! No! And she ran into the water, and he was only feet behind her. And just in the nick of time, she dove underwater and swam as fast as she could, surfacing just inches beside the boat and threw herself in, landing next like to a the freaking dolphin. Yes. Like a freaking dolphin. <laughs> threw herself out of the water. She breached the water. On the... <laughs> she breached the water and landed inside the boat. And then the engine started to sputter. Take it. Ooh.
0: I really didn't know where you were going with that. And I didn't know where I was going with that either. Oh, shit, shit, shit. The man on the boat threw his beer into the water. Well, that's pollution, she thought. And he went back to his motor, and he started pulling the cord. Shit, shit. And he could see Brock was still coming in the water, coming towards them in the water, um, holding his knife up high like a crazy man, like he didn't want to get it wet with anything but blood. And just as Brock reached out, for some reason he reached towards the motor, <laughs> the motor kicked And suddenly Brock's hand was torn up in the motor. Ah! And just when uh, Carolyn thought that Brock was going to give up, he just held his arm closer and he kept coming with the other one with a knife. I'm going to get you, bitch. He grabbed onto the side of the boat, uh, bumping one of the LED lights, pulling the, it was just an LED strip. It was like a cheap strip. (laughs) And he pulled the strip and he fell into the water once. And then he came back up with his knife hand over the side and um, Carolyn instinctively just kicked his hand. He dropped the knife and she grabbed the knife because he was still holding on and she just started stabbing his fingers. Ah! And then he came up the other side of the boat. The other side. He came up over the side of the boat with his other bloody stump hand and blood started spraying everywhere. And then he just died he fell he fell into the water and he started just floating away do you want to take it back because i have a way to finish this oh wrap her up bring her home uh fast forward to later that day they were on the airplane um adam was reading something on his ipad he was still a little bit shooken up But he was glad to be finally going home. God damn, that was the longest honeymoon ever, (laughs) he thought to himself. I thought Adam died. (laughs) I'm (laughs) probably... I thought Adam died. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's got a bloody gut. Oh, okay. He's got a... He looks like a mummy in his abdomen. He's got... And nobody's questioning them because they're just bloody and they just wanted to go home. He's sitting in his seat and... They must be close to Florida. There's a layover in Fort Lauderdale or wherever. And... Um, Carolyn comes back from the bathroom. She sits down. She had been sick again. Are you okay? I really thought it was a stomach flu, but you've been sick for a while now. She didn't look happy. She pulled something out of her pocket and showed it to him. Oh my God. It was a pregnancy test. She was pregnant. The only problem was Adam was st- sterile.
1: <laughs> okay. That's where it ends. All right. All right. <laughs>
0: This has been The Writer's Block Cool Kids Remember to subscribe And tune in next week For the next episode Of The Writer's Block The coolest podcast Of all time Time Time